It's the Everything RVC podcast. I am David Costello, and I am joined by Amanda Keeper. Hello, Amanda. Hello. How are you at the end of this week? I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. Why are you tired? Well, we've been working on this fundraiser for our RBC SOS, and we've been doing videos all week, yeah. and it has been sort of nonstop excitement and energy. And you know, when you do something like that, you do a project, you want to put your all into it. And so I think that mentally I'm exhausted sure. and physically I'm exhausted. I can't sleep because I have so many creative ideas running through my mind. I don't know if any of you get like that, but... Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can't lie. I'm, I'm exhausted, but my Starbucks, got your coffee. My Starbucks. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, is that the yeah, honey? It's, it's the oat milk foam something. I, I had that last week for the first time and I loved it. I love oat milk. And so I saw that they had an oat milk drink. I was really excited about it, but yeah. it was really tasty. I'm trying to make healthier choices and I thought, okay, I'll do this. It's going to suck. Yeah. And it's actually quite good. So, All yeah. Right. So, anyway, right. I, don't get me wrong. I'm super excited to be here today, but you know how it is. It's just one of those days where I'm going to have to use the caffeinated beverages yeah. to get me through. So, there's our plug for Starbucks, <laughs> a sponsor <laughs> and a good friend of the show. Yeah, the, the video thing yesterday, we had the ping pong mm -hmm. uh, with mm -hmm. a little tournament that I uh, participated in and embarrassed myself. Uh, I enjoy playing, but I. Boy, I ran into a buzzsaw there with, with uh, that student from the SOS, Avdo. Avdo. Yeah, he, mm -hmm. boy, he ran me right off the board. So Yeah, he did. Uh, Dr. Spearman did bring the L, the energy level up. Yeah. Uh, he, he was better than anticipated. I knew it'd be fun, but he, I mean, he can really get cocky when he wants to. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I wasn't sure what to expect. You know, you never uh -huh. know. It's one of those things, you know, how do you, how do you peg somebody uh, for a ping pong player? Like, yeah. I don't know if that if he's yeah. good or not you know but yeah he held his own for a little while there but yeah. you can yeah. tell he's he's a natural athlete too i mean oh he, pro sure. he probably hadn't played in like, 10 years and yeah. i think i heard him say he played at the boys and girls club or something like that yeah i have a table at home but basically it sits in the basement and stuff gets set on it and uh, it just collects dust so yeah. yeah i was concerned that he did not take me up on my free throw challenge though yeah you know he he asked me if if i if i did play him does he want to uh, challenge me with his eyes opened or closed. <laughs> so I think that's why I chose the word cocky. So yeah. doc, Dr. Spearman, I'm not letting you off the hook on that. I would like to challenge you. So whenever you're ready and yeah. you think you can, and, and you know what, I think you should challenge him too, because to your credit, mm. <clears throat> even though your ping pong game wasn't on point yesterday, yeah. your basketball game was on yeah, point. Yeah. Basketball is my sport. That was my sport. Yep growing up and I played that in high school. So yeah, I think that would be fun to do another staff versus students. We talked mm -hmm. to them about that. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be fun. So yeah. All right. Well, let's get to our guest. We're really excited today. Um, we have, I think you're going to find that uh, this guest has an interesting connection, several interesting connections to Rock Valley College. We are joined today by Lisa Alexander. Lisa, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. So I know you've been listening to the show, so you kind of know how it works. And we always like to start with uh, people's RBC story. So I'm very interested for you to tell folks how you're connected, all the different ways that you're connected to Rock Valley College mm -hmm. and, and what you do here. Wow. So there's a lot of connections, and I'll try to get to just the, the good ones here, <laughs> just the exciting part. Well, why I teach here is kind of a weird scenario. I had gotten my political science master's way back in the 80s at Northern. Didn't do anything but goof around for a number of years. <laughs> and then I had gone back to school to get a master's in English 
And then I had kids and I just, it just kind of evaporated. Then years later, your kids get older, they're going to school and Mm -hmm. you have to do something. So I thought, well, I'll get a master's of teaching and I'll teach English at the high school level. So I was coming here to get my master's of teaching, the initial classes, and I was in Erin Fisher's class for psychology. And she said, Lisa, Uh, a job is opening up um, in the English department for an adjunct. They need somebody because somebody couldn't do a class. Mm -hmm. And this class was, it was a dual credit class, and it was at Rockford Christian High School. Okay. That's back when we used to go out and teach Mm -hmm. at the satellite locations. I think I did that too. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, well, well, gosh, I mean, I don't, I I didn't plan on that, but okay, yeah, that sounds really good, you know, Mm -hmm. and so... I interviewed, this was back when Lori Alfie was the department chair. Mm -hmm. I interviewed on a Monday. Tuesday, they called me and said, you have the job. And I had to start teaching that Wednesday. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Having (laughs) (laughs) never, having lied at my interview and said I student taught, which I had not. Mm -hmm. I had had never taught except for aerobics in the 80s. Okay. That was the one time Rock Valley uh, didn't (laughs) realize that we had an instructor that had never taught and we were lied to. (laughs) Right, right. It was, yeah. So I, that Tuesday night, I was up all night having diarrhea. Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I was Mm -hmm. like, this is the worst. I had 75 minutes to fill and I had typed out three typed single space pages of what I was going to say to these poor students. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> how am I going to fill 75 minutes? That's, oh, yeah. my God. So I get into the classroom. You know, I'm, I'm about to throw up. And I <laughs> get the paper. And I start reading from the paper. Oh, no. And I look out. And all of their eyes glaze over. Yeah. As they would, you know. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, gosh. This is not going well at all. And I think I kept reading a little bit. And then tried to talk to them. And then kept, and I went back and forth. And I, you know, over the over the 19 years, I've kind of gotten better now. But those poor students that first semester, I really, and I've seen them, some of them have, I've seen them in the community and they've, oh, you were my professor at Rockford Christian. They're like, oh, you poor kid. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Wow. You know, I, I, I love that raw honesty because I can relate 100%. Maybe you, maybe you even use this word in your own mind. But when I first started teaching, I think I was 23 and at Rock Valley. So I'm not much older than a lot of these students. And honestly, I felt like, I am such a fraud. If they figure out that I really don't know what the hell I'm doing, I'm in big trouble. And I was, you know, we all have to start somewhere, right? We, we Every do. single one of us had a we first class. Every single one of us had a first class. So it's normal. It's part of the process. Well, and it's, um, it's funny that she mentioned uh, that, you know, getting up there and kind of freezing and reading from the paper because you, you just mentioned uh, the ping pong thing and with Dr. Spearman yesterday. And at the end of it, he was talking to a couple of the students and one of them's like terrified to do any kind of public speaking. And he shared a story about the first time he was working for uh, University of Wisconsin Oshkosh at the time and had to get up and speak to a couple hundred students and parents. And he said he got up there and he just froze. Same kind of thing. And he started just reading from the paper, from the brochure. Like he was reading like this welcome letter, like word for word off the paper. And so it's like the exact same story. He said he just froze. He was terrified. And he just started reading. And they're all just kind of staring at him like, yeah, this mm-hmm. is great, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we all have to y'all have to have that first class. Right. And but you know, even 
this many years later, I sometimes feel like a fraud. I'm walking into class. This was uh, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm walking through the so campus. So things have gotten better <laughs> yeah. in 19 years. Right? I'm, I'm walking through the campus, and I'm carrying my bag, and I've got something else in my hand. And as I'm walking through the campus, I can feel my underwear falling down. <laughs> it's just it's coming down. It's going down below my hips. And I'm like, here I am. I'm this college English teacher, and I'm walking into class, and my underwear is falling down. It's yeah. going to be around my ankles by the time I get up to the building. And I'm like, this is me. The, yeah. You know, I'm. Yeah. You pulled them up before you got into I pulled yeah, them up before. Okay. Oh, you, you know, fit right in because all yeah. the students wear their <laughs> yeah. pants like that. Anyway, so. Well, I have to ask you with it, with that first class going the way it did, what made you come back? Like, why did you want to exactly. come back? Exactly. So. During that time, I had no idea what to do. I had didn't have a text. I was just totally at, at sea. And and Carrie Shaw, who became one of my very best friends, she took me literally took me by the hand, brought me into her office, which I shared with her for the next fifteen years, and she gave me all her lesson plans, mm. everything. She gave me her the books that she was using, all of her assignments. She was so generous with me and she helped me so much. And, you know, that first year I really needed, I didn't, I just didn't know what to do. And then eventually, you know, we collaborated and we developed our own styles and, but I owe her so much, not to mention, you know, at that time we didn't have smart class classrooms. Mm -hmm. Sure. We were using the overhead projectors. Sure. Mm -hmm. So I had, you know, all these reams of paper and projector slides and stuff. And I would see these poor other adjuncts they would, they would have milk crates on wheels, and they'd be carrying this around campus, but I shared an office with Carrie, so I got to dump all my stuff there. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I felt very special. I felt like kind of like I was a full-time teacher, even yeah. though yeah. I really wasn't. Yeah. But, you know, and all these people see me for so many years walking into Carrie's office, like, mm -hmm. why does Carrie look different all the time? <laughs> yeah. Who I is that? I love that but, story, because yeah. the generosity of other faculty members oh when gosh. you first get started, mm -hmm. I'm working on a project right now, and Erin Fisher, back to Erin Fisher, she was generous enough to give me an entire proposal mm -hmm. on a project that I'm working on. And I have, you know, given my class to a, an adjunct as well. You know, I gave her the whole template. You know, you have to start somewhere, right? And it's those people that have forged the, past bef the path before us are those that give us the confidence to use that and then put ourselves into it once we get comfortable. Exactly. Yeah, so so yeah. tell us about your curriculum and what you love to teach the most. Ooh, that's, so, you know, back in the beginning years, I, I would try to teach poetry and drama and the, the literature. And I kind of, over the years, as much as I love that topic and I love reading that stuff, I kind of felt sorry for the students who weren't English majors mm -hmm. because, you know, like, do you know, is it going to help them? Do they really need to read Shakespeare? And do they really? And, you know, I, I think there's value in that for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think in these English 101, English 103 classes, it's about communication and writing and and being a good communicator. Mm -hmm. So however we can get there, you know, that's what I'm going to do. So. Now, uh, in the past two to three years, I've focused more on nonfiction environmental topics. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'll have them write about clean energy or, uh, oddly enough, minimalism. They love that topic. Hmm. I, the first time I did it, I thought, oh, they're going to hate this. You know, I'm just, they love writing about, you know, some, and, and some of them had never heard of it before. And they're like, yeah, this is a really great idea. And, 
I've gone through all my stuff now. And, and so watch, you know, when they change their minds about something mm-hmm. or just when they are introduced to new topics, the one we're doing right now is um, eco-friendly restaurants. Okay. And some of them weren't sure what that meant. I'm like, well, you know, mm-hmm. if, they, if they have sustainable utensils mm-hmm. or if they have mm-hmm. local food. Or, so we're, we're talking about that. And they're, they're interested in it. And if they're not, that's the great thing about being, you know, a college. <laughs> the next semester you do something else. You, know? sure. you, you yeah. do something exactly. and like, ah, okay, we'll change right. it. Right. And then it's different every day. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love this job. That's what kept me coming back. Mm-hmm. There's, back in the 80s when I had a, or maybe, yeah, late 80s, I worked at a computer leasing company. And every day it was the same thing. I would do the same thing. And I can't, I can't hang with that. Mm-hmm. I would be at my desk scribbling poetry. <laughs> my poor life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that I get to do something different every day, mm-hmm. I can teach two, three classes back to back, and it's the same class, mm-hmm. but it, it's different because the kids are different. Exactly. The students are different. Exactly. Everyone brings something mm-hmm. interesting every time. You meet all these people. Of all the years I've done this and all the people that I've met, you know, it's really just, I just love it. Yeah. So, I, uh, yeah, I couldn't leave. <laughs> so, yeah, I, could, I relate 100%. Sorry, David, if I'm monopolizing because, you know, that's oh, my, this not. is my jam now. Um, so tell me about a student that you developed a special connection to because of their writing. Like, what was the content? What What is maybe an example or two of something that a student wrote that you will never forget? So that's so funny that you say this, Amanda, because I just was cleaning out a file drawer down the basement doing my minimalism thing. And I came across a set of essays from 2003. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. Uh, a little perfect bit timing. of a hoarder there. Yeah. So I got out. I, there was a student. And I, I have sent, since I have connected with him. And I think he moved to Seattle and has a great job. Mm-hmm. But he wrote a story. I always have them write the, the personal narrative essay at, at first in 101. Mm-hmm. And he was just writing a story about his job at Showplace 16. Hmm. And the way this guy wrote, using dialogue and dramatic elements for the story and putting us right there in the action, it was so well done. And it wasn't like anything really outrageous happened, Mm -hmm. but he just was such a good observer of people. You know, he was able to set up the tension in the story and talk, you know, the, the evil manager and what happened. I would love to read and this. Me too. I, I saved this story. This guy, I remember reading that thinking, I can't write like this. Mm-hmm. This guy is mm-hmm. great. And there have been over the years, you know, many, many students who, uh, they don't write as much as they used to. Okay. Mm-hmm. But there's still, there's always going to be, you know, students who, they just, they, they're just writers. That's know? exactly what I was going to ask you is, mm-hmm. uh, have you seen over the years, are students uh, not quite as good at writing these days? Are they are they about the same over the years? Or I just, I ask that because of what you see on social media. They're so used to short some of cuts. these short, yeah, shortcuts, shortcuts and mm-hmm. shorthand. Yeah, and, and, you know, I think ever since the invention of the, the written word, you know, people have, oh, kids today and no one knows anything and I could get really cynical like oh the short attention spans mm-hmm. and they don't want to read and it's true but I have a short attention span too <laughs> right. and I find myself you know I, I have a Goodreads challenge where I, I have to read 50 books a year I am this year I'm like way behind in mm-hmm. my reading challenge because my attention is also getting diverted with my phone mm-hmm. dinging or whatever mm-hmm. you know I'll read little our short articles but 
to read a long book, it's very hard even for me. So I can't expect them, and I've got to adapt and work with them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe, you know, they, they write, you know, how they speak or text speak in their writing. Mm-hmm. And I still try to get them, okay, you know, let's let's try to write through T-H- R O U G H, not T H R U. But you know, when the O E D puts it T H R U, I'm there. Let's let's let's, let's mm-hmm. get it over with. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we'll just mm-hmm. so so yeah. You, you can't do the same types of things, but I could lament that and I could get upset about it, or I can just mm-hmm. roll with it and yeah. all right, let's do something different and let's still get you guys where you can present yourself to your employer or whoever it is that you need to. And you can write a good, strong letter for them. Are Which, you are you saying you've learned to adapt to your audience? <laughs> um, I'm trying. I'm trying. I still get frustrated. But right, right. <laughs> Which ones besides through through drive you nuts? Because for me, it's 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 and you're your. Um, oh, th- I, those are yeah, those are all over. But the the word anyways with an s. Oh. I, I, Everybody does it. Right. Uh, there's nothing really wrong with it. But mm-hmm. all I can think is the, you know, the, the hoople heads on Deadwood, like, well, anyways. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you guys don't want to sound like that. Come on. You want to yeah. sound. But I, I, that's, everyone has their pet peeve of what mm-hmm. they don't like. No so. doubt. Yeah. No yeah. doubt. <laughs> what is one of your favorite texts that you've ever used in the classroom? Oh, so I was teaching a 99 class last year. And I was doing all memoir because I love memoir. That's the, the, what I read the most of okay. and what I write myself. So we used a, a, a first chapter from David, or I'm sorry, from Augustine Burroughs' Running with Scissors. We, we read his first chapter where he's describing himself at eight years old in the bathroom with his mother as his mother gets ready to go out and he's fascinated with her makeup routine, and then she leaves the house, and he's all alone in the house, and he goes upstairs, and he goes into her closet, puts on her dresses, and has a fake little microphone and is singing in the house. You know, I'm sure my students are like, what is going on here, okay? Mm -hmm. But the way that that Augustine Burroughs writes, where he just gives everything Ah. to, to the reader, he just, it doesn't, he has no ego about it. He has no sense sense of there's no embarrassment. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I try to get them to see you know this. If you're writing a a personal piece, when you give of yourself a little bit more detail than you're normally used to, your reader that that gives something to the reader because someone's going to be able to relate to that experience, mm-hmm. and then you're going to be able to connect. And I tell them you you don't have to do that. I'm not going to say you have to write really personal stuff if you're not comfortable mm-hmm. but a lot of times they really they really really enjoy it and it becomes I had a class years and years ago down at the, the downtown location I love that location yes and I gotta say I was nervous about going down there because I knew that there was a, a, a few people in the class who had um, they had just come out of prison mm-hmm. and I being you know isolated on the east side sure. and in Rockford sure I, I was just like, oh, gosh, how's this going to be? What's it going to be? And I assigned them a personal essay. And these guys, they laid it all out there. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys was talking about, you know, being in prison and missing the birth of his first child. Mm-hmm. And we're reading these out loud in class. We're all crying mm-hmm. together. We're all, it, was, it was the most kumbaya, English teacher mm-hmm. dream moment. Yes. Yeah. And I, that class did so well. This was 
back when we had, I don't know, a little bit more, I was able to have, the school was gifted everyone leather-bound journals for being that class. I said, mm -hmm. y we have to recognize these people, like sure. what they've, how they shared and were so vulnerable and so accepting of each other. Mm -hmm. It was a really kind of a magical time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, there's there's been a if lot you, of... If you <laughs> ever see yourself in a situation like that, RVC SOS has funds and one of the things that we do is focus on mental health. And so I would love to use those funds to buy uh, those journals for students. So oh. if you ever see yourself in a situation like that, don't mm -hmm. you agree, mm -hmm. David? Oh, yeah, I mean, that sure. definitely fits our mission. Yeah. So yeah. you said a couple things we should piggyback on. What is mm -hmm. one of the things you've noticed? In the last... Well, she writes. So you yeah. write yourself, right? And mm -hmm. you do memoirs. And then there was something else mm -hmm. that I wanted to follow up on. But let's start with the memoirs. Did you say you write? That's your style, too? I do write, Amanda. I, I For years and years, I was, you know, doing all this judging of other people's writing and I wasn't writing myself and it was mm -hmm. pure laziness mm -hmm. so about five years ago I joined a writing a creative writing group and I actually have a retreat this weekend we're going up to write in Racine with our in our little isolated rooms but I write for a website called Medium okay so you can you go on Medium and you join and you can ha you can make your own publication or you can ask to be put into it's a conglomeration of all different publications okay so that's that's what I write for. So you yeah. write, let me understand this, you write a piece, you submit mm -hmm. it, and then they look at all of their publications and say, okay, well, this would fit here in this particular We need area. to decide, like, by the public, each publication has a page that says, this is what we're looking for. Oh, okay. So Got I, it. You, you try to gear your writing towards, oh, okay, this piece is on fitness, I'm going to send it to sure. this fitness publication. Yeah, so can yeah. you give us an example of something you've submitted? Gosh. <laughs> so um, I don't remember if I put this in a publication or not, but about last year I went, I attempted to do a 10-day silent meditation retreat. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> attempted Yeah. is the key word. How far did you make it? I made it four days. Okay. Wow, that's pretty good. That that's farther really than I would make. That's impressive. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. Um, so the, the piece that I wrote was actually, when you go on Medium, it'll say how long the read is. Mm -hmm. And I made this one very long. It's a 30-minute read. Mm -hmm. I think that kind of scared people away from it. Mm -hmm. but And I, I think I might have just published that under my own. But so it was, um, the, the title was, What Was I Thinking? My Attempt to Complete a 10-Day Vipassana Meditation Retreat. Right? Yeah. That's a great so, title. Yeah. Four, <laughs> uh, four days of silence, or 10 days of attempted silence. What was I thinking? Well, that's a pretty long... <laughs> Yeah, I think the first line is, yeah. I, I, um, please, please, please let me get bit by a snake. <laughs> so that you don't have, so that, so I could that it's not your fault, get, and you didn't I wasn't failing, I wasn't right. failing, I yeah. had to get taken to the hospital, yeah. I was bit, yeah. bitten by a snake. It's kind of what how I do. It's kind of how I feel when I watch Survivor. <laughs> I would hope that I would get some sort of rash, yeah. and they would have to. Well, I guess I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, too bad. Yeah. I do want to dive deeper, though, because I like to go deeper. Tell us how you were transformed from that experience. So what were you thinking about? Oh, gosh, how was I transformed? I think, so, so there's very strict rules. We're in a group of people, but we can't even, not only can we not speak, we can't make eye contact. Hmm. Oh. And I thought, well, I don't know this, these people in this group. You know, it'll be fine. 
my, my biggest worry was that there was you couldn't bring any reading or writing material. And I thought I would have the hardest time with not being able to read because I'm, you know, I'm an English teacher. Mm-hmm. I read. That wasn't, reading was not a, an issue at all. It was, it was going through this experience, 10 hours a day of meditation, and not being able to commiserate with people and to talk about how hard it was. I was sleep deprived. I was hungry. And they fed you. The food was really good, but you only got to eat at certain times. And I like to kind of eat all day long. Mm-hmm. So I was really hungry. I was sleep deprived. The meditation itself was very intense. Mm-hmm. And I felt nauseous in the meditation hall. And that was the hardest thing for me was not being able to talk to people and share like, oh my gosh, are, is this hard for you? This is really hard for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we were sharing a bathroom with one other person. So we each had like a little room and then there was a joint bathroom and sink area. And, but before the meditation retreat started, we got to speak to each other for like a couple hours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my roommate, when I tried to introduce myself and talk, she was very short with me and almost to the point of rudeness. I thought, what is her deal? What's wrong with her? Well, that made it a lot easier later when we couldn't talk to each other because we weren't tempted to because we hadn't gotten to be BFFs. Sure. So she actually knew what she was doing, where yeah. I just, so I guess my takeaway was, I am such a people person, mm-hmm. to think that I could go 10 days, not only without my family mm-hmm. or friends, but without anybody, mm-hmm. it, was, it, was, it was too much. It sounds like it was mm-hmm. an exercise in gratitude. Gratitude for people in my life. That's what I mean, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Gratitude for Absolutely. human connection. Oh, for sure. That was your big takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned your yeah. family, and we, we talked about that at the top. I, wanna, I want you to kind of talk about the different family connections you have at Rock mm-hmm. Valley College. Yeah. So my sister, Susan Frampton, is a sign language interpreter, mm-hmm. and she's been here for maybe about eight years, I think. She, she, she can correct me. if she, she should come on here, too. She's great. I've already asked. Um, have you? <laughs> good, good. Yes. Okay. And then my dad worked at the dental hygiene clinic, uh, and who was your dad? Lee Stopolis. Okay. So he was one of the overseeing dentists. And just when they moved to the new, nice, shiny new building, uh-huh. I think he had one or two semesters, and then he retired finally. Okay. He's, okay. he's fantastic. He's 81 years old. We go hiking at Rock Cut, and he just kicks my butt. Like, mm-hmm. he, he's, mm-hmm. he's a go-getter. So he loved, loved Rock Valley so much. Mm-hmm. Still, I think he misses it a lot. Well, he should come on, yeah. too. We should just have the whole family. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now booking into 2022. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, Tony Alexander yes. is, is my father-in-law, what was. So, yeah. I mean, he, uh-huh. he was here probably since, I think, he the very beginning. <laughs> one of my favorite professors, mm-hmm. for sure. I had him first semester here, and, yeah, he was he was fantastic. Did you know him, Amanda? I had him as a, su- a sub yeah. one time, and that's all it took to – he was unforgettable. Oh, great Unforgettable. Man. Great man. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's an interesting family tree of RBC you have there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So it was inevitable, I think. That mm-hmm. right. I just that's why I, n- I never I never left, but I I appreciate this opportunity to talk about it here because I think, you know, over the years people see me, but you know my hair changes and I, and I'll, I'm coming like some it'll be in the morning, seven thirty class, or it'll be four thirty, mm-hmm. and so there's no consistency. I was thinking about George. I loved George George Hernandez. His interview. He was so great. And I thought, wow, of all the years I've known George, and he might not, you know, he might not recognize me or know what. And that's not his fault. That's my fault because, mm-hmm. 
I, it's always different, and I don't, mm-hmm. there's not that consistency of, of time. Sure. And, you know, being able to be kind of in the loop. Although once a week I do meet with um, Kenny Webb and Chad Larson, who are, mm-hmm. Kenny is a full-time, and then Chad's an adjunct. And we've been meeting once a week for the past, I want to say almost three years. On Fridays we just meet, and, you know, everyone is welcome. And I think Chad tried to get... But it's so hard. People have families and they have stuff and they don't really want to hang around. Mm -hmm. So we just have continued these meetings. And then that keeps me in the loop of the full time, you know, what's going on. And and we get to talk about, you know, what's working with our students, what's not. Yeah. And it's just been a really good friendship that we've developed. And I think that connection, you know, between the the teachers and the, the, the faculty and administrators and everyone who works here to keep that connection as much as we can, especially now when we can't, Mm -hmm. you know, it has to be over Zoom or whatever, but it's so important to to speak with your colleagues and just have that sense of community. How has that been going for you? Mm -hmm. Not not just the connection with colleagues, but how has this, uh, how's it been going for you with connecting with students? And it says you're teaching, you said you're teaching a couple hybrids. Um, So how have you adjusted to the new normal here? Yeah, that's a really, it's, it's a transition. so my class is, a, both my classes are hybrids and they do have the opportunity to attend class once a week. Mm-hmm. But they, a lot of them choose not to because I didn't want to force them. Like right. you have to be there mm-hmm. if they're not comfortable or whatever. So it's been a little tricky because it's almost like I'm doing an online and in-person both. Mm-hmm. So um, I th- overall they're, they're doing okay though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm answering emails a lot. Yes. And, you know, I, I try to wait a little bit because sometimes I think students feel like it's, it's like sending a text mm-hmm. and they don't really want to read the assignment. Direct, oh, I'll, just, I'll just email the teacher. So yeah. I, I try to wait and, okay, go back to the direction, read it, see if you have a question, and then if you still do, let me know. But That's yeah. what I've been doing too. It's a little, yeah, just because yeah. It, it, is, it is easier to just email instead, yeah. of, instead of read things. So. I used to I used to do that, you know, like you're describing right now. And luckily, my husband, he has really helped me understand the importance of, you know, even with my son being much more self-sufficient. So now I'll respond and say, um, you know, take a look at page seven and let me know if you still can't find it. How old is he? He is 14. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, but he was, you know, it's, he's my only child, and I would, you know, I used to call him a prince, and so I'd treat him oh. like a prince, and then when my husband and I got together, he was like, okay, that worked when he was younger, but you need to make, I'm like, I don't care what you say, he's still my prince, but I get what right. you're saying, honey, and I will try to make those changes, <laughs> and, uh, and no, and to be honest, Noah's better for it, he, he, He's like, he's going to be somebody's partner one day. He's going mm. to be, you know, you need to prepare him for life on his own. Let's get it a grip here, Amanda. Oh, it's um, difficult. You want to be their friend. I, want, I, yeah. I wanted to be their friends, and I yeah. still feel that way. I want to be the cool teacher that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, but you have to, it has to be a balance. No yeah. doubt, yeah. <laughs> so speaking of students again, um, I always love hearing from other teachers what resources they love to use. Can you tell me what resources you direct students to to help them on the writing process? Oh, so instead of having students buy a handbook as mm-hmm. far as, you know, MLA and all that, I just direct them to the online writing lab at Purdue website. Okay. And then they've got everything there. Yeah, I use that. All too. kinds of tips and mm-hmm. 
and, and then we just use articles. I, I like to use TED Talks. Mm-hmm. I, I've gotten to the point where I, I wasn't so old-fashioned anymore. Like, it has to be a written text. Mm-hmm. And we've done TED Talks because those are all captioned, and they're captioned very well. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes. we'll do some of those. What's one of your favorite ones that you use in the classroom? There's a Jonathan Hari is a, a British guy who he, he talks about um, opioid addiction. Okay. And he's a great speaker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's something that students could, at least, you know, they know about it and they can, and, and Hari has a very different angle on why people become addicted and solutions to it. And, uh, yeah, I really mm-hmm. like using that one. Okay, interesting. Who's your favorite author? Oh, my gosh, that's... That's really hard. That's, that's <laughs> like asking you what's your favorite Star, Ro- yeah. Star Wars movie. I guess I mean. uh, if I had to say just blanket of all time, um, Somerset Mom. Okay. And he's like, yeah, I've never heard of him before. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's, you know, that's what's great. That's why I like to ask questions like that to see, you know, does, does it turn me on to something new or something yeah. new? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a British writer from the, the early 20th century, and he wrote he, a book called The Razor's Edge. Maybe you've heard of it. I have that's heard of that. Okay, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. That's who it is. Okay. okay. So yeah. is, do, you, do you have an iPhone? I do. Did you set up your iPhone for the British accent? It seems like you have a, an oh. affection. Do you have an affection for so, the British? So my Siri, my Siri is the sexy Australian guy's oh, voice. Oh, I didn't know about my sexy. husband's gonna be upset because he's like, oh, that's your Australian guy. Uh huh. <laughs> you know, jealous of Siri. Does he have a name? Did you name him? I didn't name him, but I just love him because. You know, you you take a wrong turn. You it's all right, mate. Just turn around. You know, it's, it's okay. I, that that was a terrible Australian accent there. Okay, but, I didn't know that was an option. I might have to oh, change yeah. my. Oh yeah, the Australian yeah. man. It's just yeah. everything's cool. Everything's yeah. cool. Yeah. It's all good. I think yeah. they have celebrity ones you can download too. Like George Clooney tells you to take a left at the light. And, you know, oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Pretty sure you can do that. Okay. So. See, yeah. I, we you know. we named ours Gail. She just sounded like a gale, so we always call her gale. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, should we go to the campfire question? Yeah, you got one. All right. So I do. Okay. So have you heard about the campfire question? I have because, yeah, I've been listening to these. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, it's just something that you're kind of dreaming and it doesn't have to be realistic. Um, but if you could co-author a book mm-hmm. with anyone, who would you choose and what would the topic be? Oh my gosh. I mean anyone. So, so, you know. I think I would have to say Cheryl Strayed because she did the Pacific Crest Trail, all 3000 miles of it, and I would want to do I have like, you know, an armchair fantasy of doing something like that, one of those hikes. That's my my bucket list thing, but I don't want to do the whole thing and I don't want to carry anything. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, so I want someone to carry all my stuff, and then we'll go on this hike together. I like that. I like you know, that. through wherever, if we're in yeah. um, Kathmandu or somewhere, sure. and what, uh-huh. like a hiking caddy. A hiking, yes. <laughs> it's it's called your... slack packing. You have you, you have someone else carry all slack your stuff, packing. I love and then that. yeah, they you, they set it up for you. You pay them, and then yeah. you just come and walk into your campsite can and everything. You, can you oh. pay someone to do the hike for you? That would be cool. Like, do you also have someone feeding you grapes at home? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an Australian guy. <laughs> oh. Okay, yeah, so I'm wh- sure my husband would feed me grapes if I asked Aww. him to. Yeah, he's very, very So you, you like to hike. Talk a little bit more about that. I do. do you, do you I, have a group of people that does it? I know there's hiking groups and things like that. Yeah. So through this whole, you know, COVID yeah. thing, the, the one person 
who there was no way I could isolate myself from is my hiking buddy, my walking buddy. Uh, her name is Sarah. Sarah, love you. Mm-hmm. And we we go hiking at Rock Cut every weekend throughout the entire year, even when it's snowing, ice, whatever. Mm-hmm. We have these little ice spikes we put on our shoes. Nice. Yeah, they're super cheap, and you can just go. Mm-hmm. And then we walk in in the mornings we go around the rock valley loop i live about a mile away and she lives on the way and we just this morning it was my husband and i we did two two loops and come back so i walk every day probably three to five miles so yeah that was my next question i just started walking i think two months ago and i'm trying to do three to five miles a day too and i can tell you and and you'll already know this it's like been the best thing for my mental health Mm -hmm. that that's the number one the number one thing that has gotten me through because we, we've had a, a hard time. We can't see our kids. We, I have two boys. One lives in Madison, one in Mil, um, Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And we didn't see them for four months. Yeah. And uh, two weeks into COVID, we ended up, we lost our goddaughter who was 14. She died unexpectedly. Oh, gosh. Oh my Just gosh, she was sorry. fine. And yeah, so this has been really tough. And if, mm-hmm. if I couldn't go outside, like I thought about, you know, people when I think France had it, where you couldn't go outside without yes. a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. If that had to have happened, that would have been really, really tough. So yes. being able to go outside, you know, every day mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and go mm-hmm. on those walks, whether mm-hmm. it was alone or with my walking buddy or, or with my husband, mm-hmm. that's that oh, yeah. saved me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I feel the same way. The great release. I do, yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, yeah, when I was working from home for that three-month stretch, if it was nice, I went out on my lunch break every day and mm-hmm. ran or walked or something because it was just yeah. a good mental health break. And, Isn't that, that's, you know, the, as horrible as as COVID has been in many ways, it has had some really good outcomes. Um, Dr. Spearman was saying that when COVID hit, he started riding his bike for the first time ever. And he started riding like two, three hours in the morning. Yeah, he rides like 50 miles. And he's doing 50 miles. So when I was talking to him, I said, well, I'm sure you can't ride that much anymore. And he goes, oh, yeah, I do. He said, I get up at four or five in the morning and ride. Mm -hmm. So I think once, and this is what the theme that I've been hearing, I think once you start, you crave it. Mm-hmm. You just crave it. Like, you find a way to put this into your day because you know how important it is to your mental health. Yeah. You, you put the snow tires on your bike. My son in Minneapolis, they ride all winter long. They put mm-hmm. the snow tires on, and mm-hmm. they just keep riding. And mm-hmm. if, with enough clothing, you know, and footwear, yes. you can keep going outside. Oh, yeah. Once you get moving and, right. yeah, right. even in the cold, it's fine. Yeah, I think COVID, we were, I think we were all kind of coasting along in some unhealthy habits. Then COVID hit, and a lot of people, like, immersed into those unhealthy habits and then realized, oh, man, I have got to make some changes. A lot of people have, have gone down that path. So I'm glad you're advocating for that because that's really important. Yeah, I agree. There's definitely been some positives yeah. come out of it. Yeah. So you did a good job tackling the campfire. Now it's time. Time for the, the questions in the bag right Oh, there. questions in the yes. bag. Oh, so you get to choose two. Okay. Two questions. And then you'll read them and then answer. Oh, this is one. Okay, this is long. If you had the opportunity to get a message across to a large group of people, what would your message be? Go back with your parents. Stay there. Let them deal with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm always quoting random movie lines. Uh, 
What's that from? That's that's Rodney Dangerfield in Back to School. Oh, Back to School. I love Back to School. Oh, is that is that from his graduation yes, speech? Yes, the graduation like speech. speech. Oh, yes. I love that movie. Okay, so this is my message now. And, and I was kind of hoping that the other day you had a question and someone pulled out the question, what is your idea of peace? Mm-hmm. Yes. And they had a really great answer for that. But I have a good answer, too, for what is my definition of peace. So for me, peace means not wishing for the present moment to be anything other than what it is. Mm. Mm. Let it sink in, right? Yeah. yeah. Not wishing for the present moment to be anything other than what it is. Mm-hmm. That would have really helped me this week. I wish I would have heard right? that. Right? Because <laughs> how, how, many, how many hours do we waste worrying about, right? Yes. I told you guys I woke yes. up at 4 this morning because I was nervous about coming on this podcast. Right. Yeah. But, and all that time, and look, it's great. Because when you get to the thing that you were so worried about, mm-hmm. it's never as bad mm-hmm. as you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if it is, you know, everything changes. That's right. the only thing we can count on is that everything changes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so just enjoying that present moment and not always yeah. being in the past or looking for, oh, what do I have to do next? I love that. So how do you do that? How do you exercise that habit? How well, I'm do not you... saying I can do it, but no. <laughs> but but no. but I'm sure that you started that journey, and you are much better at it today than you were when you first started that. I am Amanda. Since becoming, I, I became a yoga teacher a couple of years ago. That was one of the best decisions I ever made. Okay. And so you know, I try to meditate as often as I can, and when I'm going throughout my day, I just keep reminding myself, you know, this is. This is the only moment that we are guaranteed to have, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I could go out and you know, get hit by a car in the parking lot. So this moment right now, we have to be present. We have, you know, yeah. I have to enjoy it mm-hmm. and try not to, I'm not saying it always works, but try not to worry about what's coming up. What do I have to do later? Mm-hmm. And give my time and attention to this moment right here. Mm-hmm. You know what that Can made you? me think of is, uh, you know I love The Office. Oh, yes. And, mm-hmm. and although it was a comedy, it could be deep sometimes. Oh, and that yeah. reminded me of a quote from the uh, finale. Uh, I think it was Andy said, I wish there was a way to know that you were in the good old days before you actually left them. Oh, yes. <laughs> I tell that to Noah all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time I'm trying to remind him of That's that. That's what Lisa just made me think of when she yes. said that. So yes. Sorry. No. Um, what do you use for your meditations? Like what app or oh. who, who, do you, who do you listen to? Uh, there's a there's a guy on YouTube. He's a he's a yin yoga teacher, and his name is Travis Elliott. And he has some wonderful meditations. But for years, I used the uh, Deepak Chopra. Oh, me too. The Oprah Deepak. Yeah, yeah. I just love Deepak's voice mm-hmm. and yes. the, mm-hmm. the mantra that he gives you. And then yes. you just sit there and repeat the mantra. And that helps your mind not try to yep. wander so much. And mm-hmm. yeah. What is your uh, mantra? Oh, well, I don't usually, like, I'll, I'll do whatever Deepak says. But sure. I think so hum, which means I am. So hum. So hum. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the one that's easiest for me to focus on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just means I am. Mm-hmm. And, and what does that mean to you, I am? I am. It, it, it means I am more than just this body and, and this, this person. Or, you know, I'm more than just a teacher or a mom or wife. or what, It's mm-hmm. 
I am, we're, we are all together. We're all connected together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and it even sounds like the vibration. So hum. So hum. So hum. Mm-hmm. And that's how you do it? Mm-hmm. So you go, so hum. You can say it out loud or you can just say it in your head. Mm-hmm. Or okay. Yeah, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. works for you. Yeah. I don't think meditation has to be as serious and formal as most people you know, right. they, they can mm-hmm. get scared of it because, oh, it's you have to sit in the lotus position. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, I can't do it. But just, just if you're taking five minutes to sit and just breathe. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That so helps me breathe, just you saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I lost track. Did we get to the second no. question? No, here it goes. Okay. We didn't. What do you wish you spent more time doing five years ago? Mm-hmm. Oh, being with my kids, mm-hmm. you know, when you have an empty nest, you know, if you had a good experience with your kids, like, you know, how, with the reason we all have kids is so they can do the things we didn't get to do. And they were both tennis players and uh, we're, we're all Guilford grads, my whole family. Mm-hmm. And we went to all of their tennis matches. And at the time, it could be really stressful because they were they were pretty competitive. So we were always stressed out if they were winning or losing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think I would have gone to those tennis matches and instead of being so stressed out about it, I would have tried to enjoy them more and been more relaxed Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, now that they're graduated from college, you know, what did that mean? Whether or not they, they beat Boylan that one time, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, I'm glad they did, (laughs) but you know, Mm -hmm. it, Mm -hmm. it it could have been a little bit, it it was great. It really was, but it was very kind of uh, nerve wracking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. just enjoying that time. And I don't really have a lot of regrets. I think, I, you know, as as we as we know better, we do better. Mm-hmm. And so as time goes on, now that I when I get to see them, I can be there and enjoy that time and not try to think, oh, it's going to end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's finite, you know, mm-hmm. just. Mm-hmm. So you use that word regrets. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm. You may notice in my eyes, the, the more you talk, the more I, I just am really aligned with your values and some of the things that you're talking about. And whenever I'm with someone and I'm teaching or I'm coaching or I'm counseling because I have a, a background in counseling, mm-hmm. my mission is always to help people build a life, design a life with fewer regrets. And mm-hmm. I think that what you're describing right now is one way that we can really tap into that. Um, and it's too bad that it takes us until our forties because I feel like I'm finally just yeah. getting that, you know? Um, and I feel like it's a shift, like it's a mindset shift mm-hmm. and it sounds like you didn't have it five years ago, but you have it now. And maybe that's because of that hindsight or that reflection, or maybe it's some of the work that you've done or probably a combination of both. Yeah. 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 I think you know, as we get older, you know, and, and, and some people are on this spiritual quest or, or your quest of, you know, self-realization. And then some people just, they don't really, that's not interesting to them. But, but yeah, to, to always be, oh, gosh, I wish I would have done this years ago. Mm-hmm. Just, we, we have this time now, and we're, mm-hmm. and we're healthy and, you know, here. So yeah. Yeah. let's just, we'll make the most of it now. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I agree. Last I agree. question, and then we'll let you go. <laughs> okay. Tell us about Vampire Weekend. <laughs> 
I wanted to, I want to be hip and with it and cool. She's um, rocking a Vampire Weekend so. shirt. <laughs> and, and just so you know, I have no idea what it is. They're a band. At all. It's a okay. band. They're, right. they're a band. Okay. My, okay. my youngest son, he's really into alternative rock. And, okay. And, um, yeah, so most of the bands that I listen to uh, are from, from him. This was actually from a friend of my husband's, but we started listening to them mm-hmm. years ago, and... Uh, I actually went went to one of their concerts. I was, I'm mm-hmm. sure, the oldest one there, and uh, it was it nothing was, wrong with that. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I your, need to be yeah. more hip. I really do. Oh, you're <laughs> hip. I am not hip at all. You are hip. No, trust me. I don't know a lot of these pop culture references <laughs> that you all talk about on these podcasts. Well, <laughs> he go. He asked me today if I know the Breakfast Club. Hey. There's a story behind I'm that. Like yes, I know the Breakfast Club. I have to ask her now. Right? <laughs> Same with the karate. I had to ask her, "Have you seen the Karate Kid?" Yes, I, was, I have. I was going to tell her about kid. Cobra Kai, but I had to first ask her if she's seen Karate Kid. And the reason I now have to ask her these things is because we were having a conversation once, and she said she had never seen Back to the Future. And what? I'm like, no. What person of our age no. has not seen Back I'm to the Future? Just not a sci-fi person. It's, it's not, just never been something that I can get into okay so but yes i've seen the and breakfast club yet we're still friends snorting uh <laughs> what is she doing with this like the captain crunch and uh it's one of my favorite scenes where she oh yeah dumps out her lunch and yep. just like puts the captain crunch inside the sandwich yeah with the sugar has, on top yeah the straws they're just sugar <laughs> pixie and she dumps, sticks yeah the pixie sticks yeah yep. okay just yeah. i have to make sure now because yeah. you know the whole back to the future incident but. yeah well this was a really thoughtful episode yeah this was I, fun yeah, I, thank, thank you guys you. so yeah. much this was great yeah. Yeah. i really appreciate it and i appreciate that you're doing this podcast and it just mm-hmm. makes me even more excited to be at rock valley so well thank you i guys. hope it makes you feel a little yeah. more connected you said sometimes you feel disconnected mm. i hope it's helping you feel a little bit more connected absolutely i so. agree thanks for being here and yes. thanks for listening and supporting yes. the, the show yes for and tell sure. your family to sign up for the podcast i will all, all right. right all right thanks Take for care. coming bye-bye <laughs> Well, that was great. That was that was really good. I feel like I just had a therapy session. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I love that she mentioned uh, Chopra because I used to do the, mm-hmm. the Chopra meditations as well. Yeah. 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 I feel like, you know, we spend a lot of time together now because of the podcast and other projects that we're working on. And we've had a pretty stressful week. Yeah. So it was like the perfect message for us to yeah. listen to to remind us of keeping our mindset um, in the moment. Yeah. So um, I do have the title. I wonder if you do. Well, you, you quiz me every time now, and I just feel like... Do you get, like, nervous now? Yeah, now I'm just dreading when you're going to... Okay. So I'm just, you know, from now on, let's just say you're in charge of the titles. Okay, so don't even ask you. Yeah. yeah so don't even hum. Ask. So hum. So hum. Yeah. See, you're so good at this. Thank you. So hum good at this. So... <laughs> so have you done meditation? I have a few times, but not enough. I have done yoga. I have a bad back, a bad neck. It's hereditary. Um, I need to be doing it. I go to Dr. Andino in town, Renee Andino. She's phenomenal. And she's been really trying to get me to do some yoga. And I think she just reminded me. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I started with those lifestyle changes, and I really cut back on any sort of alcohol. I cut back on sugar. I started walking. I think the next step is really trying to do more with my body. Yeah. So, you know, maybe we can have a challenge. Yeah. 
You know, the meditation takes a lot of discipline, mm-hmm. a lot of discipline. Like she mm-hmm. said, there's no right or wrong way. You know, mm-hmm. you do whatever you're comfortable with. But yeah, it can be difficult to just completely block things out, especially in today's world. We're just so, you know, our senses are just overloaded no to try and to really just, shut down is hard. We're just distracted. And it's yeah. like, you know, I saw something that was posted and because we're so distracted, we're missing out on so much of the world. And I really try to encourage Noah not to use as much phone time. And it's just, it's a, it's a daily battle with him, with myself. Yeah. With I think it's, it's an addiction. It's an absolute addiction. So when yeah. we have guests like that that remind us to be in the moment and be mindful, it's just really helpful, especially nowadays. Yeah. I really enjoyed talking to her. Um, I, I loved, you know, hearing all the family connections that she has mm-hmm. to hear and, and mm-hmm. just her whole, uh, you know, what she does here and her whole, um, uh, the writing and the reading, all that stuff's right yeah. on my alley. That's, that's stuff I love to talk about and hear about. So Yeah, so, and, yeah. And, and I'm thinking as she's talking, I'm thinking I think I would love being a student in her class. Yeah. It seems oh, like yeah. she really meets people where they are in terms of, trying to figure out what they care about right you know she's clearly come a long way since that terrifying first <laughs> class that she had so. <laughs> where she had diarrhea yeah <laughs> it's funny because she asked us uh before the show if we edit this thing and i said not unless you swear or something right. and then she dropped the diarrhea bomb <laughs> i was like well maybe we should edit that but no yeah, it was yeah, a good leave it in segue there. from the goose poop episode so. <laughs> yeah, for sure <laughs> For sure. Well, we yeah. hope you all have a wonderful week. We yeah. have uh, next week, who do we have coming on? Uh, next week, we have Neely Erickson. Neely's going to be our, our first community member slash alum. Okay. That, uh, well, we've had alum, but they all work here. Right. So, you know, like sure. you and I. Um, sure. But she's the first straight up, uh, you know, alum, and she's a big supporter of the college. And um, she always supports the 5K. Mm-hmm. She's been in it every year. And mm-hmm. she obviously listens to the show because she very quickly signed up uh, to be on right after we launched. So You said she was um, the first one to sign up, right? She was one of the first. Yeah, yeah. which so, is awesome. Yeah, so that's great. So obviously yeah. people outside of these walls are listening, which is great. And then uh, Christina Laloja will join us next week as well. So Christina is an admin assistant or in the president's office okay and she's been here eh, maybe a couple years so another person who immediately like wrote wrote us a note and uh, after the first episode and said she listened and enjoyed the show and and Mm -hmm. I said well then sign up and come on on and she did so yeah we're excited about that so we come to uh, the end of another week here at RVC and we appreciate all of you listening yeah and if you think that you uh, would like to be a guest on the show please sign up yeah we'd love to have you we're booking into 2021 You can always find us at rockvalleycollege.edu slash everythingrbc. Thanks for listening.